Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by actress and Star Trek The Next Generation guest star, Brenda Strong. I'm an artist. It's a basic and necessary function for humanity. Artists explain everything that we see and explain why it's important. Art is a thing of comment. Welcome back to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. And I believe Brenda played the mum in the craft, if I'm not wrong, by the way, as well, mm-hmm. Trent. Uh, listen, this is, and we're lucky enough to have Sharon Melton again as a guest. And this is a really fabulous quote on so many levels. And we don't have a date for it, right? But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it was from the 80s, because I lived in New York City where arts was huge, right? It wasn't just STEM, which is science and technology. It was STEAM. Arts was big. But in the mid-80s, they cut the NEA, the, the National Endowment to the Arts. It was a huge thing in New York City. So I'm kind of wondering if this focus on being an artist is comes out of that. And also, I just, per, on a personal level, I relate to this so much because I only recently started calling myself an artist. I thought I'm an actor or I'm a writer because I wrote a book or I'm this. But it hit me that I could say, I'm an artist in thought, in action, in everything. So I I love this quote on so many levels. Sharon, why don't you give us your thoughts? I am beyond excited about this quote for so many different reasons, because to me, when it comes to explaining what an artist is, he hits the nail on the head with this. And art is found in so many ways. And even though you can't, some of you can see my house, I have art everywhere for a reason, because for me, it captures a moment in history, when it comes to visual, when it comes to an individual who is an artist, they are chronologically telling us a part of their own history and they're leaving a piece of it behind for all of us to remember that moment in time. And to me, that's why being an artist is so important because I get to learn something from them, something I may never have even heard of before. And it makes me a better person along the way by increasing my knowledge. And to me, this quote, speaks so many volumes to me. So many. You know, and I love that uh, Gene calls himself an artist. I think he's absolutely right. He and all of the Star Trek writers are absolutely artists. And it, it's very clear to me that being an artist is something that's very important to the Star Trek story, especially if you consider that some of our favorite characters are uh, who are scientists, diplomats, explorers, are also artists. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard and Will Riker are musicians. Um, Data likes to paint. Beverly Crusher likes to direct plays. The EMH EMH doctor, played by the amazing Robert Picardo, likes to sing opera. 
Uh, and if you think about Tom Paris and Harry Kim and Miles O'Brien and Julian Bashir, they like to act out historical events on the holodeck. Like these explorers, these scientists, you know, hundreds of years in the future are still uh, exercising the artistic parts of themselves and not just in, in, in the privacy of their quarters. Sometimes these stories that are very art centric are, are very uh, uh, upfront in the storyline of the episodes that, that uh, we, we see. Definitely. Sharon, I want to say your name properly this time. Sharon, I had a friend called Sharon. That's why I keep calling it. <laughs> I thought you were throwing so out a My Sharona comment in there. No, like it's like, anyway, I want to get your name it's properly because it's a lovely name. Um, but I believe that art is our, our waking dreams mm. too, right? So just like our dreams are a way for us to process things, I think that art is a way to process and create and manifest things. It is literally kinetic action art, even if it's a still piece. The energy that went into making that sculpture, doing that thing, all that kinetic energy is stored in that art. And when we think about art as um, language, that was our first language, right? Art, uh, a cave painting on Mm -hmm. a wall, probably, rather than vocalizations was art. So it's it's so integral and so important to our society. And I think more and more people need to start articulating that, that that side of us isn't just artsy fartsy and for you to mess around with when you're young and then you go get a real job. No, 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 no. Art is life. If you ask me, like- Rachel, Absolutely. I think you are just so right with that because it's a form of communication. It's a way in which we all can communicate, even if we don't understand the language, but we can still share in the passion of that piece of art. Uh, And we can still have an emotion that's added to it as well. And it still can resonate with us, even when we don't hear it, even when we don't see it, even if we've experienced it and it's no longer in our, our focus right with us, it is still a part of us and we take it with us and we can share it with other people. That is a beautiful thing. And that's one of the only things I think that art is able to do better than anything else out there is share a moment that is, can be peaceful. It can be dramatic. It can also be very traumatic, but still has a message that hopefully you can learn from and you can share with somebody else. You know, and Gene, very clearly, it's a basic and necessary function of humanity. To be human is to be an artist or to have art. And, you know, if you think about the fact that artists are able to speak in a way that not many people can, uh, they can take a feeling, something that does, you know, that just resonates with them or resonates with people, and they can turn it into a lyric, into a, into music, uh, into a painting that although maybe static, like a static painting, it just, just looking at it or having it hanging in, in, your, in your living room or going to see it in a museum just resonates uh, with different people in, at different times, in different ways. And it's just something that unites us as humans, as sentient beings. And art also hits uh, pe- different people on different levels. You know, it can be a visceral level where it evokes a feeling in you that's bigger than you and you have to go home and think about that feeling and then maybe you you do mm-hmm. connect it to that painting or piece of art you saw, but maybe it takes a second. So it's food for thought and it's also where our inventions and our things all came out of, right? You had to be able to dream up a man with wings and, and, and a flying machine. All these things were 
first drawn out and sketched out in the mind and then sketched out on paper. So I love that, Mr. I, I want to call him Gene. I keep calling him Mr. Roddenberry. <laughs> I don't think he'd and, mind. I don't think he'd mind because we're talking res- about him. <laughs> yeah, it's out of respect, too. I mean, yeah. I always feel like I'll call somebody Ms. or, you know, Mr. if I really respect their work. And I, I really do. The more I've done this podcast, the more I realize... And Sharon, maybe you can attest to this too. Like, well, Trent as well. It's really lovely to be reminded for me in these times that we are coming out of that there were aware and conscientious white people (laughs) even back then. Mm -hmm. No, there's Mm -hmm. always been, by the way. There's always been, but I'm saying to read these quotes and the TV show is already there with his philosophies and his diversity mandate. But to read the quotes and really see how important diversity, art, all these things and how integrated they are with each other kind of warms my heart because I don't know about you guys, but you can I can start to get a little down about, wow, people are really fighting uh, learning about um, uh, critical race theory or mm-hmm. different things, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe if you have an artistic soul, you want to know all sides of something, even if you have an analytical mind. Don't you want to know all sides of something, right? And art is one way we can reach people who may not read the newspaper article on things. Oh, completely. And of course, art is not just in a painting. Art is in a book. Art is when you are acting. Art is a blog. Art is dancing. Art is singing. It's just, I think everyone is touched by art in some way, shape or form. They may not call it art, but it probably is art. It's just a different way of looking at things. But once the message is out and you can share it, I think that was also his message as well, is that you may not be able to, some people may not have have connected with his show like we have. Some people may not have connected with other things he did, but they may connect with a verse or a line or a quote that he has. And that's the whole thing about art. You may not connect with everything in different forms of art, but you can connect with one And it shows your humanity that way, too, in a way other things can. And even when we think about, like, how big TikTok is right now, you know, it'll be another platform at some point, too. But the the people on there are making their art, aren't they? That is their art. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, Trent was talking about this earlier, are educating through their art. It is entertainment, infotainment, entertainment, whatever you want to call it. I look at some TikToks, which I'm not on, but I'll watch them as like a truncated version of a 1980s sitcom. It's like a one minute thing where you're going to get the whole lesson in that one minute thing. And it's a beautiful way to express yourselves because that is why I became comfortable calling myself an artist because I realized no matter what I did, it was infused with a, a passion for learning or creating, whether I am, uh, one of my uh, hobbies is sewing old timey historical clothing. Oh, I don't I know that. why, but that's art. It's 3D, you know, taking a flat thing and turning it into a 3D thing. All of it is art. I look at it that way. What do you guys do that you would consider your art? Dare I share? Yeah, <laughs> please do. Please, that's why. Oh no, I'm about to just reveal a whole bunch of stuff about myself. Okay, I used to be a competitive singer in pageants a long time ago, uh, and what I do now is I belly dance. 
Wow. Yes. I love that. I do it for exercise. I do it for fun. I've been doing it for seven years. And I just say it's a form of amazing art that's been around for thousands of years. I don't care. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from, how big, small, tall, short you are. It's all accepting and it's a form of art. It is beautiful. It's just majestic. And I love every bit of it. What I love about that is you've just reminded people like you don't have to do you don't have to punish yourself when you exercise or work out. What the goal is, is to find something, says the laziest person on the planet. (laughs) Me. The goal is to find something you actually enjoy or tolerate well. You know what I mean? And and then you can find some enjoyment because I love that you're doing belly dancing. That's all core, man. That is straight up your abs, your core. And, and, you know, again, if you're over 20, let me just tell you, your core is important. Uh, (laughs) No, it is. You want to stand up straight. Okay, so I love that you do that. I would never think that because, listen, she's so polished and posh looking, you know. Uh, She just, you know, looks like a hello. And to know that you do something fun and funky like that is amazing. What about you, Trent? So I talked about this before. I had a previous uh, career as a blogger. So I spent 12 years writing daily uh, for just anyone who wanted to read it. And while I don't necessarily consider myself a a writer and I know I get I get flack for this because, yes, you're a writer. But um, I, I think I'm very good at like short form blurby. I think I'm kind of funny. I hope I'm kind of witty. And uh, even though I don't blog anymore, uh, I do still keep a journal because I want to keep that practice going. And when I think about uh, my blog in the early 2000s, now uh, it, it's not that long ago to me. It seems just like a few years ago, but it's like almost 20 years ago. And because I wrote about just the general pop culture things that I saw and about my personal life, I was able to share parts of myself with the world, with strangers. So as an out gay man, I talked about my relationships and my ups and downs. And over the course of my career, I met uh, or I heard from readers and I have uh, made friends with people who told me some really, really wonderful things about how I was the only gay person they knew and they felt like they knew me because of how I was sharing with them. And that really struck me as what the power of art can be. And if we think about um, Star Trek in the 1960s as an art form, as television entertainment, the, the, the themes about diversity that were on the air while, you know, civil, uh, civil rights strife was happening on the streets uh, it, it's really interesting to think like I can't imagine what it must have been like to see the news and all of the horrors of, of of that kind of strife that was happening. And then, you know, in the very next hour, watch a, a television program where the crew of a starship in the future traveling in outer space was made up of a diverse group of people, men and women of different colors and backgrounds. Like the the power that art has to entertain, but also educate at the same time. We've, we've talked about this before. Like, that's a very, very powerful tool. Trent, you don't think you could imagine it based on this last year that we've all lived through? I, I mean, I feel yes. like I have a frame of reference for it now. Yeah, I but I, I think I feel like honestly, like it's a, like a not I don't want this to sound terrible, but like it's stuff that we've seen for the past 30 years. And honestly, when I when I see, a, you know, a, 
uh, police brutality thing, I'm not surprised anymore. I- I'm not surprised anymore. And it's just really disheartening to, to see it. But to think about in the 1960s, when there were only three channels that you could watch, if you even had a television, and to see, you know, the, 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 the dichotomy of what Gene's future looked like and what the reality was, like the power there, it just is mind blowing to me. I feel like, I mean, I'm, I agree, but I also feel like we're still living that today. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I have that same cognitive dissonance every day about like, oh my God, here we are. And yet here we are. Mm-hmm. So I agree, but I disagree all at the same time. And that's yeah. awesome because that's what makes life go around. All right, you guys, we have to wrap this episode up, but we will have Sharon tomorrow and a couple more episodes. And we want to thank you so much for joining us. If you want to see the video uh, of any of the quotes we speak about, you can go where, Trent? on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 